Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We are grateful to you for another beautiful day. The blessing of the day. A special day where we can come before you. It is a day of a solemn assembly. A day when we separate ourselves unto you. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will speak to us and touch our lives and bless us mightily today. May we be blessed because we came in Jesus' mighty name. And let everybody say, Amen. Amen. Give Jesus a hand clap. God bless you. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a song, you may be familiar with it, but I want us to sing it together. It's a simple song that says, All because of Jesus, all because of Jesus, all because of Jesus, we are here. Because of his blessings, all his bountiful blessings, we are here. It's as simple as that. All because of Jesus. All because of Jesus. All because of Jesus. We are here. Because of his mercies. All his bountiful blessings. We are Everybody sing along with me. Come on. All because of Jesus. All because of Jesus. All because of Jesus. We are here. Because of his mercies. All his bountiful blessings. Again, all because of Jesus. Everybody sing of, of Jesus. Jesus. The words are up there on all the screen. Because of Jesus. Oh, all because of Jesus, we are here. Sing because of his mercies, all his bountiful blessings. Since I am here, since 
to receive the seed of your word that it will bear fruit and that it will bring glory unto your name in the mighty name of Jesus we prayed and everybody shall say amen amen hallelujah amen wonderful now if you were to ask me that pastor what can I do to please God or how can I live a good Christian life how can I survive and make it in this life how will I make it in difficult times and challenging times? How can I prosper and do well in life? If you ask me any of these questions, the answer that I will give to you is that you must look unto Jesus. You must do what? Look unto Jesus. That's the answer that I'll give you. It may sound very simple. But that is the key to doing well in this life. That is the key to pleasing the Lord. That is the key to prosperity. That is the key to surviving in difficult times. It is to look unto Jesus. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, the New King James Version, it says, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, 
Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And for the past six weeks I have been teaching on looking unto Jesus. May I remind you again that that is our theme for the year. Joe, you're welcome. It's good to see you. And this is our theme for the year. And we want to do everything we can to look unto Jesus. In this year and beyond. Tell the person sitting by you, I will look unto Jesus. Tell the person, you are very nice. I actually like you. But I want to inform you. I'm not going to look unto you. Because you will disappoint me. If I look unto you. I don't want to have a problem with you. So let's be friends. But I will look unto Jesus. Clap your hands and bless the name of the Lord. So during this series, I have tried to let you understand some very important things about looking unto Jesus. I have taught you what it really means to look unto Jesus. And then I've also taught you why we must look unto Jesus. But there's a very last important question that I want to address this morning. And then I'll bring the series to a closure. So that will be seven weeks of teaching on looking unto Jesus. I can actually do it for one whole year. <laughs> but let's just leave it here today and then next week by the grace of God we will move on to something else so today we are going to look at how do we look unto Jesus or how can we look unto Jesus so how to look unto Jesus or how we can look unto Jesus. So I've showed you what it really means to look unto Jesus. I have taught you why it's important to look unto Jesus. But I wouldn't be doing you a service or a good service if I leave it there. I need to move on from there and show you how. Because the how to everything is very, very critical. Can I have an amen? amen? When I listen to radio talk shows and they are discussing 
things pertaining to this nation, the economy, and what have you. I hear people talking a lot. Giving all kinds of advice. Running all kinds of commentaries. But I realize that very few people have the solution. Very few people tell you how to solve the problems of this country. And this is one thing that the ruling government has been taking the main opposition party on. So they say to the main opposition party in the country that you are always criticizing us. And you always have something to say about what we are doing. So what is your alternative? When you come into power, what are you going to do differently? In education, in the banking sector, how are you going to stabilize the economy? How can you make sure that the dollar the, the, the city doesn't keep running away from the dollar. How are you going to solve the problems of the nation? And I think that one of the things that hates people when they come into government is this. Is that when you are outside, it looks very simple. It looks very straightforward. But there is something in that place they call Jubilee House. When they get there, something happens to them. And then the people who made all sorts of fantastic promises to us, you find out that they struggle to deliver. And it is not just an issue with one party. It's all. Unfortunately, the person that I voted for to, uh, the last election or the previous one is <laughs> not likely he will ever win. Perhaps people like him would have made a difference. You want me to tell you his name? I won't tell you. <laughs> but I'm just explaining to you that it is easy to comment. And it is easy to criticize. But it is very difficult and challenging to be able to offer a solution that works. Because you can come up with all types of solutions. But the question is, will they work? So the how to do something is very important. And I want to show you how we can look unto Jesus. We know what it means to look unto him. We know why we must look unto Jesus. But how can we or how do we look unto Jesus? Now, immediately you ask this question, how can we look unto Jesus? A major problem arises. What is this problem? The problem is how can you look onto somebody who is invisible? 
How can you look unto somebody who is a spirit? Because Jesus Christ has a spiritual body. And we are talking about looking unto him. Now, you and I are spirit beings as well. But the thing is that we live in physical bodies. And this physical body has constraints. So there are many things that we are cut out from. Because we are living in physical bodies. Because the real you is a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body and when you die your spirit which is the real you continues to live on the part of you that is buried is the body the container the shell this morning I went to a graveyard to unveil a tomb that had a tombstone that had been erected in honor of one of our brothers who passed on, went home to be with the Lord a year ago. There were many graves there. If you were to go into each of the graves, you will see bodies. Dry bones. For those that have been buried for a very long time, you will see sand. But that is not the end of man. Not at all. When we die, we live on. But for as long as we remain on this earth, we are limited and constrained by the physical body that we live within. And here we are, we are talking about looking unto Jesus. And this Jesus is invisible. And this Jesus is a spirit being. How can we look unto him with all these constraints and limitations that we have? So how can we look unto Jesus? With this challenge. The first thing I want to say to you. About how to look unto Jesus. Is that we can look unto him. With our spiritual eyes. And with the eyes of faith. With our spiritual eyes. And with the eyes of faith. You have physical eyes. But you also have spiritual eyes. Or the eyes of the spirit. Or the eyes of the heart. It means one and the same thing. And to look unto Jesus. And to relate with the spiritual realm. You need to do so. Using your spiritual eyes. And also your spiritual ears. What are you saying Papa? Papa I will explain it to you. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. 
reading from verse number 8 and I'm reading from the message which is one of the modern translations of the Bible the message so Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 to 10 this scripture is talking about Abraham and so it says by an act of faith Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. By an act of faith, he lived in the country promised him. And he lived as a stranger camping in tents. Isaac and Jacob did the same. Living under the same promise. Now notice what it says after this. He said, Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city. By keeping his eye on an unseen city with real eternal foundations. The city designed and built by God. Take note of the expression again. That Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city. Abraham, yes, I will bring in the for your new home. This is the verse 10. Where you move to. There's another version of the Bible called the Passion Translation. Yeah, Passion Translation. So which you don't have. And they will be. But this is how the Passion Translation puts it. Hebrews 11 verse 10. It says his eyes of faith were set on the city with unshakable foundations. How did he focus or see the city with unshakable foundations? It was with his eyes of faith. With his eyes of faith. So the message says he kept his eye on an unseen city. How can you keep your eye on a city that you cannot see? How can your eyes see something that cannot be seen? Obviously, it is not talking about physical eyes. Because physical eyes see physical things. The eyes that are being referred to here are our spiritual eyes. And we can also describe them as our eyes of faith. These are eyes through which you are able to see things that are not physical. And you see things that your natural eyes cannot see. But God has given to us spiritual eyes. Or rather, when we get born again, one of the things that God does for us is that he opens our eyes. Our spiritual eyes. 
our eyes of faith because don't forget that faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen and so things to do with God to do with Christ to do with the kingdom of God you can see them not with physical eyes but with spiritual eyes and with our eyes of faith and in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 to 18. New international version of the Bible. Paul is describing to the church of Corinth the difficulties and the challenges that believers go through. And he talked to, him, to them about the troubles that he himself and those who work with him in, in doing the work of the ministry had gone through. Then he says this. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And then he goes on to say, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal. He says we fix our eyes not on what is seen. Obviously, he's not talking about physical eyes. Because physical eyes can only see what is seeable. What is tangible. What is physical. But he says, we fix our eyes not on what is seen. He's talking about spiritual eyes. And to look unto Jesus. If you ask, how can I look unto Jesus? You can look unto Jesus using your spiritual eyes. And you can look unto Jesus with eyes of faith. So you look unto Jesus not with your physical eyes. Because you cannot assess him in the physical. At least not now. But with your spiritual eyes and with the eyes of faith, you can see him. Can I have an amen from somebody? And ladies and gentlemen, one of the things that we should always trust the Holy Spirit for is to open our spiritual eyes so that we will see the things that we must see. To open our spiritual ears so that we will hear the things that we must hear. And in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6 to 10, 16 to 20, again from the new international version Paul once again verse 16 Ephesians 1 verse 16 from the NIV 
This is what the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Ephesus. I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. The glorious Father. May give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. So that you may know him better. This year may you know Jesus better than you've ever known him before. Hallelujah. Then the next thing he says is this. I pray that the eyes of your heart the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. You must have noticed that he talked about the eyes of your heart. That the eyes of your heart may be enlightened or that they will be open to see the eyes of your heart your spiritual eyes which are also eyes of faith they must be opened for you to see and appreciate the wonderful riches that God has prepared for us. So it's a prayer that the Apostle Paul is praying for the church, for believers. That their spiritual eyes will be opened to see what we must see. And so if you want to be able to look to Jesus, if you want the answer to how we can look unto Jesus, we can look unto Jesus by focusing on him with our spiritual eyes. That is how we can see him and focus on him and concentrate on him and gaze on him. And you see, it shouldn't surprise you because sometimes people have eyes but they cannot see. But they need another type of eye to be able to see things that they couldn't see before. Now, have you ever heard of magic eye pictures? What to be a magic eye pictures? Are you familiar with that term? You are not, you see. Okay. Now, uh, Nana, do you have that thing for me? Now, a magic eye picture. Yeah, magic eye picture, no. It's a picture. A funny. With something obvious that you can see. Ah, no, maybe I do any no. But beyond what you can see, what you there are other things. No, maybe that you need another eye. Ah, to be able to see. There are some people, it's just one thing they can see. But if you have another type of eye, you begin to see that beyond what you are seeing, there are other things. Others can see. 
but you can see. So if you look at this picture, and I ask you, how many animals can you see? How many animals can you see? What type of animals can you see? Number one, you see fish, elephant, elephant, donkey, donkey, cat, cat, dog, dog. There's a bed. On top of the head of the elephant. Is that not so? You can't see. You can see. Sarah is shaking her head. She can't see. What else can you see? Did you see the turtle? At the top there. I can assure you that there are some people here. They can't see it at all. But they have eyes. Can you see a snake? Where is a snake? The tail. If I hadn't told you that there was a snake in this picture, there's. Oh, I tell you, there are some people they would never have seen it. So this sort of picture is called a magic eye picture. It is for your friend magic eye picture. And there are some people who can see all these different. There's another animal here, but I don't know the name of it. It looks like a rabbit, maybe a seal, otter, or one of those animals. But that one you didn't see. Yes. So I'm just giving this illustration. You can take it off to explain to you that there are eyes and there are eyes. That's what I need you to understand. And where it comes to God and to the things of God and to spiritual things, there is a need for your spiritual eyes to open. Don't be surprised when you talk to people about giving their lives to Christ. They can't relate with it. Because the eyes of their understanding has been blinded. Otherwise, why would anybody in his right senses refuse Jesus who is the key to heaven, to eternity, and to eternal blessings? But it's like you talk, 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 talk. talk. You preach, 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 preach. You teach, 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 teach. But he cannot relate with it. You are even annoying to him as you keep persisting, telling him, you must be born again. You must give your heart to Jesus. He cannot relate with what you are saying. Don't blame him. When you say you must be born again, he say, I have four children, I can't born again. Can't relate with what you are talking about. So something must happen to you to be able to relate with spiritual things. And that thing is where your spiritual eyes begin to see. And you begin to look at things with your eyes of faith. And I want to say to you, my friend, if you are just going to look to the things which are seen, like the challenges in our country, the difficulties with our economy, the terrible things happening all around us. us. If you are just going to fix your eyes on those things, you will always be discouraged. You will feel like giving up. You will like to store away to 
Europe or any of these other continents because it looks like things are not working in this country. The only thing that can help you to survive in an environment like this is to use your eyes of faith. Not to look to the things which are seen, but to the things which are unseen. To look at your God who sits on his throne in heaven above, who rules in the affairs of this world, who has promised us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. That when we go through the fire, he is with us. That when we pass through the waters, we will not drown. The only way you can survive difficult times in your life is when you look unto Jesus. Not with your physical eyes, but with your spiritual eyes. Hallelujah. And I prophesy into your life today that as you look unto Jesus with your eyes of faith, with your spiritual eyes, he will take care of you this Amen. year. He will sustain you this Amen. year. Amen. He will preserve you this Amen. year. Amen. He will ensure that you make it this Amen. year. Everybody else will be singing funeral songs. Jesus. But you'll be publishing the good works of the Lord Amen. in your life. And you'll be singing songs of victory. Jesus. Songs of breakthrough. I receive. Songs of success. I receive it. Songs of prosperity. I it. Songs of well-being. I it. In Jesus' in name. Jesus Child, name. I receive it. I time. receive it. Two. I receive Three. it. Three. I receive it. Clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. How do we look unto Jesus? The second thing that I want to draw your attention to in answer to the question how we can look unto Jesus is that we must strongly determine to look to him and not anybody else. How do we look unto Jesus? By strongly determining that we are not going to look to anybody else but to him alone. That is how you look unto Jesus. You strongly determine that I'm going to look unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The other time I told you that I went to run an eye test. And I was asked to look into a machine which is used to measure the pressure in the eye check the lens the back of the lenses and all of that now when I was positioned behind the machine it had a pair of glasses that looked like binoculars and I was supposed to look through and I was given an instruction that if I look into the picture I will see a boat on a sea and I was told that only look at the boat don't look at anything else just focus on the boat that is what you should look at now it may sound simple but the way we are naturally we want to look at other things so a simple thing like don't look anywhere else but here it's like when you tell a child sit down it's one of the most difficult things for a child to do to sit still at one place or you tell a child keep quiet it may sound simple 
to just focus on that boat. But you find out that your brain is telling you to look elsewhere. But to be able to look at that boat, you must determine that that is all I'm going to look at. And ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to looking onto Jesus, you must have a strong determination that I'm not going to look at anybody else. I'm not going to look at myself. I'm not going to look at anything. I'm not going to look at any church. I'm not going to look at a denomination. I'm just going to look onto Jesus. He's all I'm going to focus on. He's all I'm going to look on. And to be able to look onto Jesus, that is what you must do. First Corinthians chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 to 2. It says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech. New King James Version, I suppose. I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you. I did what? I determined. Say that again. Say it one more time. I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. So Paul is explaining to the church in Corinth that when I came to you I did not come to focus on your traditions your philosophies your doctrines your practices your strategies my focus is on Jesus. He's the one I'm concentrating on. And I'm not looking to anybody else. And I'm not looking at anything else. And he says, I determine. I determine not to look at anything else. I determine not to know anything else except Jesus. That means I'm focusing on him. I'm gazing on him. I'm concentrating on him. And to be able to do that, let us you need determination. Because there are many things that try to distract us. To take our attention away. Sometimes our church takes our attention away. From Jesus himself. Which is a very strange thing. It, 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 it sounds, you know, like, I mean, how? How can it be that the church you go to has become a hindrance to you? So you don't see Jesus anymore. You don't focus on what he says. You don't dwell on what he does. But your everything is about the church that you belong to. The church is supposed to direct you to see Jesus. But sometimes the church becomes an impediment to you. And you don't see Jesus anymore. Sometimes it's your denomination. 
So we become crazy about church politics, church doctrines, church philosophies, church practices, and it becomes everything to us. And we push Jesus to the side. What a tragedy. What a tragedy in the church today. And to be able to focus on Jesus, you must determine that I ain't gonna allow anybody to take my eyes off him. Because I promise you this if you continue this church, 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 church thing, if you continue this denomination, denomination, you are in danger of missing heaven. I'm telling you, you are in danger. And you'll be surprised. If even people who do miracles will stand before God and Christ will tell them that I don't know you. Then don't be surprised that those of us who have made church everything and the Lord of the church has been sidelined. The owner of the church has been pushed aside. We push them aside. And we are just caught up in our little little church days. Church practices. Sometimes your pastor is the reason why you can't see Jesus. Because your eyes are on him. Please don't look at me. I am not your savior. I don't have the solution to your problems. <laughs> me, me, myself, I have problems. <laughs> How can the one who has problems be the solution to your problems? <laughs> if you are looking to me to solve your problems, there's a one more loss. You have made a serious mistake. It must be corrected today. My role as your pastor is to direct you to Jesus. I am supposed to do everything that I can and must do to get you to focus on Jesus and to concentrate on him. Not for you to make me the solution to your problems and turn me into your savior. When my mother and my father named me, they didn't call me savior. They called me John. That's what they called me. They called me what? John. They didn't call me savior. So why do you want to make me your savior? I am just a messenger. And that was what John the Baptist took pains to explain to the people. I am not the one. The one that is the real person that you must focus on. He is coming after me. So I'm saying to you, determine. I said determine to look unto Jesus and determine not to allow anybody any institution any person to take your eyes off him may you look unto Jesus Amen. and may you determine not to see anybody else Amen. but Jesus alone Amen. why don't you clap your hands and Go bless the name of the Lord let's end in six minutes the next one how to look unto Jesus we must be fully convinced that looking unto Jesus will bring us all we desire. 
how to look unto Jesus requires full conviction. What is that conviction? That really Jesus is the one to look at. And is the one who can bring us the solution to all our problems. You must be fully convinced about that. That's how you look unto him. There's an interesting scripture in Numbers chapter 21. Verse 5 to 9. New King James Version again. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water. And our soul loads this wetless bread. Can you imagine what they were saying? That sweet bread from heaven called manna. They said, we are tired. We don't like again. It's useless. It is useless. That's what they said. And God got bored. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people. And they bit the people. And many of the people of Israel died. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he takes away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. Now, the symbol for the medical profession is a pole with two snakes intertwined around it. That's what they call the caduceus. So that's the symbol of the medical science. And they got it from, they got the idea from here. So Moses told the people, Moses and it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. How will he live when he looks at it? Is that not so? So when he looks at it, what's going to happen? He will live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was. If a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Which means that if you don't look at the bronze serpent, you will not live. So, here they were, they had been bitten by snakes. And many had died and some people were on their way to die and they were told if you don't want to die look at the brazen serpent if you look at it you will live the choice is yours if you want to live you must focus on it if you don't believe in it, if you are not convinced a snake has beaten me and for me to live, I must look at a snake on a pole. What kind of nonsense is this? Tell it to the little children. I won't look What will happen to you? You die. So the choice is yours. If you decide to look and focus on that brazen serpent, then you live. And that serpent 
is a type of Christ. It's a symbol of Jesus Christ. In John chapter 3 verse 14 to 15. Jesus himself testified. He said, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so, must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So in essence, what Jesus was saying was that that snake that Moses lifted up in the wilderness represents me. If you look to me, if you focus on me, if you believe in me, you will live. You will have eternal life. You will be blessed. Things will go well for you. You will have the peace you are looking for. You will have the joy you are looking for. You will have the satisfaction that you are looking for. If only you will focus on me. Hallelujah. So, how do we look unto Jesus? We must focus on him. And we must look and look properly. And avoid looking at anything else. Hallelujah. Amen. The next one. We are almost there. How do we look unto Jesus? By developing our relationship with the Holy Spirit. By developing our relationship with the Holy Spirit. John 16, verse 12 to 14. The Message Bible. This is Jesus speaking. I still have many things to tell you. But you can't handle them now. But when the friend comes, the spirit of the truth is talking about the Holy Spirit. He said he will take you by the hand and guide you into all the truth there is. So he's describing part of the work of the Holy Spirit. He says he won't draw attention to himself. But will make sense out of what is about to happen. And indeed, out of all that I have done and said, he will honor me he would take from me and deliver it to you. In simple terms, the Holy Spirit will reveal Jesus to you. And so if you want to see Jesus, if you want to be able to look to him well, then we need the help of the Holy Spirit. And we must develop our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because one of his duties and assignments in our lives is is to help us to see Jesus. It's to reveal Jesus to us. No Holy Spirit. No Jesus. Without the Holy Spirit, you can never see Jesus. You can never look unto him. Because he it is who has the assignment to reveal Jesus to us. What he said. What he did. To be able to understand these things, you need the Holy Spirit. And that is why I say to you, how to look unto Jesus requires that you develop your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. The last but one. By reading and meditating on the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, when you read and meditate on God's word, you will see Jesus. 
you will be able to look unto him. Hallelujah. Amen. Reading and meditating on his word. On his word. Thank God for other books. Thank God for Christian literature. Thank God for the help they give us. But if you don't read the Bible for yourself, you don't have any business reading any other book. I'm telling you something. I said, I'm telling you something. And I don't care who wrote the book and the depth of the revelation that that person has. Whatever revelation people have, it is limited. No one person has it all. Jesus Christ is the only person who has the spirit without measure. Everybody else has a measure, a small measure of the spirit. So look, I have been blessed by many books that I read. But none of those books can take the place of the Bible in my life. Because the Bible is his story. When you take your Bible from Genesis to Revelation, it is the story of Jesus Christ. That's what there is. That is the focus of the Bible about Jesus Christ. And so if you want to look unto him, then there's nowhere else to look but in his word. Because he himself is the word. First John chapter 1 verse 1 to 3. Are you being blessed? First John chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. New King James Version. The apostle John wrote and said, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. He says concerning the word of life. He's saying that we heard him. We saw him. We looked upon him. Our hands touched him. Obviously he's referring to somebody. And he calls him the word of life. Who is he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. And he's explaining. That we had the privilege of seeing him with our eyes. We had him. Dole dole. We saw him. Feely feely. Our hands touched him. We saw him when he slept. We had him when he was snoring. When he had running stomach and went to the private. We saw it. We saw his happy moments. We saw his sad moments. We saw him when he was happy. We saw him when he was sad. He said he's the word of life. And he's the one we are presenting to you. And he's referring to Jesus Christ. Whose other name is the word. He is the word. And the word is himself. And so anytime you read your Bible. And you focus on the word of God. You are gazing onto Jesus. And you are looking unto him. And in John chapter 1. 
verse 1 in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God so that is another name of Christ he is the word so when you pick your Bible and you read the word of God which is how we call the Bible you are looking unto Jesus and you are focusing on Jesus how can we look unto Jesus? By reading the word of God and by meditating on the word of God. And then the last one, how do we look unto Jesus? It's by seeking him through spiritual activities like praying and fasting. Through spiritual activities like prayer and fasting, you can actually look unto Jesus. Daniel chapter 9 verse 3. New King James Version. Daniel writes and says, And I set my face unto the Lord God. Can you see what he said? I set my face unto the Lord God. It's like I set out to look for God. He said to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth ah, and ashes. So Daniel is explaining that I wanted to look for God. I wanted to set my face on him. I wanted to focus on him. I wanted to engage him and talk to him. And this is what I did in order to be able to do so. I spent time praying and I spent time fasting. Anytime we pray and anytime we fast, it helps us to focus on God, to focus on Christ, and to gaze upon Him. And so these are the different things that you need to follow in order to be able to look unto Jesus. So you ask me, how can I look unto Jesus? Number one, I must look with my spiritual eyes. And I must look with my eyes of faith. Number two, I must strongly determine to look to him. And not to anybody else. Number three, I must be fully convinced that if I look unto him, I will have all that I desire. Number four, I must develop my relationship with the Holy Spirit if I really want to look unto Jesus. The next one, I can look unto Jesus by reading and meditating on his word. And the last one, by seeking him through spiritual activities like prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. Amen. So by the grace of God, I submit to you today how we can look unto Jesus. I have taken my time to show you what it means to really look unto Jesus. Why we must look unto Jesus and how we can look unto Jesus. I pray that through these teachings, it will become easier and achievable for all of us to look unto Jesus. And this year, as we look unto Him, our lives will be far better than they've ever been before. There will be much more progress in our lives than we've ever had it before. Things will work much better for us than they ever have before. There will be more joy, peace, and satisfaction in our lives than we've ever experienced before. Whatever you do this year, make sure you look unto Jesus and it will be well with 
with your soul. Rise to your feet, put your hands together for the Lord, and let's close the service. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just lift up your hands and, and speak to the Lord and thank him for his word. Then I want you to speak for a few seconds to the Holy Spirit and tell him, Holy Spirit, I need you. Open my spiritual eyes. Cause me to have eyes of faith so that I'll be able to look unto Jesus. Help me, Holy Spirit, to be able to concentrate on him. Because it's your ministry and your assignment to reveal Jesus unto me. Please help me to focus on him. When I read my Bible, when I meditate on the scriptures, may I see nobody else but Jesus, whom the Bible is about. Anytime I pray and fast, may I be drawn closer to Jesus and to see him and to see his glory. Speak to the Lord for a few seconds. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Jesus is still the answer for the world today. Above him, there is no other. Jesus is the way. My brother, my sister, today, you've heard the word of God. And I've spoken to you about Jesus. He's the one you are looking for. He's the answer to all your questions. And the answer to all your problems. That satisfaction and fulfillment in life that you're looking for. It is only in Jesus you can find. And this morning. You, you have an opportunity. To surrender your life to this Jesus and to receive him as your Lord and Savior. And right now, as every head is bowed, and every eye closed, I present Jesus to you. If you are physically present here, or you are even watching me online, I want you to understand that Jesus is knocking at the door to your heart. And he needs you to open that door to him. He wants to be in your life. He wants to be in your heart. And he wants to make your life brand new. Will you give him a chance into your life today? He is waiting for you. And as every head is bowed, and every eye closed, you want to receive Jesus Jesus as Lord and Savior, without hesitating, wherever you are standing, can you lift up your right hand, and I'll pray for you this morning, to receive Jesus as your Lord, and as your Savior, lift up that hand very clearly, I see your hand my sister, I see your hand my brother, God bless you for lifting your hand, and if you're watching me, maybe for 
by, by accident you stumbled on this stream and God has touched your heart and you can sense the emptiness in your life and you realize that you need Jesus today is your day of salvation and the Bible says today when you hear his voice harden not your heart right there in your room in your car wherever you are nothing else matters but this moment and this time with the Lord lift up your hand and let me pray with you God bless you now say this prayer with me let everybody join in for encouragement say heavenly father this morning I come to you just as I am I have realized that I need Jesus and so today I give my heart to him and I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Please God, wash me with the blood of Jesus. Wash my sins away. Make me brand new. From today, I will serve Jesus. I will follow him and I will look unto him. Oh God, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. Today, on the 5th of February, 2023, I am saved. I am saved. I am born again. I am a child of God. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Let everybody say amen. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call, WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus 233-243-886-622. God bless you.